And we're back. We're back. Made some big promises this week about doing multiple podcasts. So we got to come through with it. So this is podcast number two for this week. The second one of the week. Maybe a third one later. And as always, you know the names and maybe faces. Crossbones is here, man, with the largest arms. We could probably pick up a baby elephant. Allegedly. Allegedly. And I am Blake Beretta's second. And I realized if the office was a real job like in a TV show, I would have got a job in the office. <laughs> how about how about the office? What uh what a show. I am one of these people who've never watched it when it was on. I discovered it secondhand on Netflix and I watched it from beginning to end and I loved it. I'm the same way. It's what I was just watching it just now after watching Dark Side of the Ring and that uh, Dark Side of Football, the Bill Belichick episode. Ah, Bill Belichick. Yes, I realize he is a really big polar, polarizing. Is it what's that word? Polarizing. Polarizing. That's right. That's the word. Uh, figure in in football as my vocabulary messes up in between. Yeah, he is. Uh, is either you like him or you don't, but. Most Patriots fans, well, all Patriots fans love him for what he did. And everybody else doesn't like him for what he did. Oh, yeah. Before the, all the scandals happened, he was, he's a really smart uh, coach. Yeah, he's, uh, he's from uh, – his family had a military background. He kind of brought that strict, no-nonsense style. He coached under a great coach, uh, Bill Parcells in New York. He won a couple Super Bowls um, there with the Giants, and then uh, went on to coach the Patriots and win, win a few more. That's right. After he got uh, kicked out of the Giants for benching one of their main players. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> – but he's a disciplinarian. He is. He, 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 did that, uh, t- he did that also in the Super Bowl one day lost against the Eagles. He benched their best, quarter- their best cornerback, did not play one snap um, for, for, dis- for disciplinary issues. That's, that's just who he is. I just saw, I just saw the death threats he got. I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, isn't that isn't that insane that that it is a sport? It's a game. Um, it has no consequences to real life, but people literally take it that seriously, where they would threaten to take your life over something that doesn't mean anything. Yep, and I just saw an episode of Dark Side of the Ring about that. The famous WCW wrestler is going to North Korea. I didn't see that. So how how was that? It was terrible. You were basically held prisoner in North Korea during that time. Like you couldn't do anything. You you couldn't even you could you can't talk bad about North Korea. Your phone calls are monitored. They take your passports. They take anything you own as Americans that you can't have this here. And, and they have guards that follow you around. So how did they get out? Or or was it they were just there for like a, a certain amount of time and then once uh, they. Yeah, it's this guy called uh, I forgot his name. Last name's Anoki. Famous Japan wrestler has a. It's pretty famous in North Korea too. But oh, yeah, he was able yeah. to help he fought, him out. He fought Hogan. Uh, he fought Hogan in in a huge match. Um, but yeah, he's he's like he he was like the Japanese version of Hulk Hogan. That's right. And they were trying to get Hogan to North Korea, but Hogan was like, uh, "No, I can't make it there, brother." He said, "Yeah, <laughs> he's a smart yeah. man. He is a smart man. Hulk Hulk has made several." Smart business decisions over over his life. Uh, have you have you ever heard about the uh, the one that he uh, that he missed out on though the George Foreman grill? Did you ever hear about that? 
I think he said something about that in Hogan Knows Best, and then he came out with Sato. Yeah, he uh, so the uh, the the people who make the Foreman Grill or the Grill, as it was called beforehand, it would have been the Hogan Grill. So they called him and left him a message with his uh, with his management team or marketing team. And they were like, "Hey, we want you to sign off and be the the spokesperson of this grill." Um, and the marketing people never got back to Ho- never got back to the people at the grill. So they went with their second choice, which is George Foreman, and that's why it's called the Foreman Grill, and it's. Probably the highest, one of the highest selling appliances of all time. Wow. Hogan really missed out on it. But the soccer energy drink, I feel like it did well for like a year, then it went down. Yeah, I used to I used to love those things. They used to sell them like in a four-pack at Walmart. Yeah, I remember I used to get it when I was in high school. I used to I used to like I used to think I was Hulk Hogan. I used to like, if I drink this, I'll turn into Hulk Hogan. I used to think that. That's good. That's good marketing. Oh yeah, when a freshman in high school will believe anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's good marketing by uh, by the Hulkster who has sold um, millions. If you had to say, hey, you know, which person do you think from the WWE? Because I, I don't know I, for for the history history of 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 uh, since they've been doing merchandise. When you you would think that Hulk could, Hulk uh, Hulk Hogan would have sold the most? Yeah, that's what I would probably say. Hogan sold the most merchandise, or probably Stone Cold might be close though. Yeah, Stone Cold Rock, but I say number one got to be Hogan. Yeah, that was an unbelievable run that that Hogan had um, coming from the coming from the 1980s or the late 70s up to 1980s. It's just incredible. Oh yeah, it, uh, he had a good run, but back in his wrestling career, with Terry Bollea and Hulk Hogan. Where would where would wrestling be without Hulk Hogan? Probably at, at some carnival or something right now. <laughs> it never, it never would have broken through the mainstream. I always will give him credit for making it viable to bigger, to bigger markets um, by putting, by giving it a face. So I don't think wrestling really had a face up until he got there because they were. I mean, Andre the Giant was good, but I mean, he wasn't doing movies. He wasn't doing anything. He was just doing wrestling. Hogan was the first kind of breakthrough star who started to go out and branch out against Vince. Vince didn't want him to do it, uh, yeah. believe, it believe it or not. I think the, the, thing that, the thing that I've seen with Vince watching um, all these A&E specials, that he really didn't want the curtain pulled back on wrestling. Nope. Kayfabe was supposed to be real, but nowadays – People know kayfabe is broken, so there's no such thing as kayfabe no more. Yeah, yeah, but he he kept it up. That was that was the thing. That's why he didn't want Hogan to do uh, Rocky three because he thought they were gonna they were kind of gonna expose the business um, on Rocky three. Um, yep. So he didn't want him to do it. But That's Hogan right. went and did it anyway. You know, and that made, made wrestling even more popular. Yeah, yeah, That's, and he's still making the mistake now by not letting his uh, his characters do Twitch. He's repeating the same mistakes by not letting his employees or 1099s or whatever you want to call them, uh, the people who work for WWE, um, not do their not stream and not do Twitch and not do things outside of wrestling that would bring more eyes to wrestling. That's right. Vince has got that old man mindset. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't. Doesn't always think in the best possible way. Yeah, I think a lot of it is that maybe he doesn't. He he's. I mean, of course, you know, he's stubborn. He's made. He's made a billion dollars doing it the way that he's done it. So you know, it's one of these things where if it's if I'm doing it this way, then why should I change it? 
But I think he doesn't understand uh, the reach that some of that stuff has. Like they still do, like 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 for instance, it's silly stuff. Like Lana's TikTok dances. Oh yeah, but that thing gets so many views, and, it, and it's like Vince doesn't do anything about it. Lana is killing it. Lana is killing it on TikTok uh, with the amount of views and the amount of subscribers that she had, and it goes back. It goes back even further. Remember Long Island Ice Z? Yeah, the 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 e, the, e, the Z True Hollywood story. It was. It got Zack Ryder. Uh, <laughs> it got Zack Ryder over um, at a time when he wasn't supposed to be over. Um, and I don't know why that angered Vince, or why did why didn't Vince roll with it? And he, he shut it down. Little... <laughs> and he and he shut it down. He's so stupid. He bought the YouTube site, then canceled it out. Then they ran for for a little big game of belt, and they's like, okay, that's enough of a board. <laughs> the Vince... one thing. Oh, go ahead. So I was like, Vince, mine always, I don't know. I feel, I feel like he lives in another universe, his brain. I feel and like he has dementia. A lot of people don't know this. WWE owns everything the wrestlers do. All of it. Yeah. Down to their name. Oh, yeah. That's why you better not use your real name in wrestling because they will own that. Yeah. Like John Cena. Yeah, he owns, <laughs> he owns the intellectual property of John Cena's name. He does. That's right. And Hulk Hogan. Well, not really Hulk Hogan. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but they, you know, Hulk had a weird deal where uh, for a long time they had to pay Marvel every single time they used the word Hulk. That's so weird because well, you know he did get the name from that. It's a licensing. It's a licensing thing. Yeah. I remember one time Vince wanted to tell uh, um, Hogan to dye his hair or what is it, red or something to be like Irishman or something like that. <laughs> I don't know why he wanted him to do that, but he's like, it would be a blonde Irishman. Oh, because, uh, okay, so Hogan is, that was his original thing. Hogan was supposed to be Irish. He was supposed yeah. to be, yeah, so uh, Terry, Terry Balea, I think Terry, is, I think Balea is French, maybe, uh, but he wanted Hogan to be like this big Irish guy, uh, like like he later got with Seamus. Yeah, because Vince has a descendant from there, so he wants one of, one of that, but didn't yeah. work. Yeah, it didn't work. Hogan um, was able to do his own thing, and it, it worked out worked out for the best. Um, another another person who uh, Hogan, I mean, who Vince had his hands on a ton uh, was Ric Flair. That's right, Ric Flair. Well, before Hogan, we had Ric Flair, and Flair owns the name Ric Flair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was he's very shrewd in his uh, when he signed. He was able to keep a lot of the a lot of the, the things that, that made him Ric Flair and a lot of the, a lot of the intellectual property of Ric Flair, he was able to keep now with, uh, and because he was a huge free agent, he, I mean, he's, he was world championship wrestling NWA. So of course Vince wanted him to bring it in, bring him in. But I always say the, the greatest thing that Vince missed out on and we all missed out on was not having a Ric Flair versus Hulk Hogan um, WrestleMania match. That's right. They always had like matches in between, but that's a that's such a big opportunity to make like that one match mean at all, like Rock versus Cena. Like doing yeah. built that. That was yeah. Perfect. They had they had the opportunity to get it. They did. They did. Um, speaking of which, we're kind of just re recapping some of the history of wrestling. So um, we're kind of just kind of just flowing flowing on this. So another big milestone in wrestling was when. 
WWE purchased WCW. That's right. Where it was secretly saying, Shaving Man owns uh, WCW. Now we're going against WWE. Yeah, right. Yeah. It, it was, <laughs> nobody's believing this. It was a good invasion. It was a good invasion storyline. Um, which were you? Were you more WCW or more WWE at that time? I was a WWE guy, but that invasion angle was the best storyline they had in a long time. Yeah, I was more WCW at the time. At that at that time, right at two thousand. Ah, uh, were you excited when you see Tori Wilson came in for the first time? Ah, uh, there, no, no. Well, I, I, we, I, I mean, I used to see Tori at the gym all the time back then. Ah, yeah. Still didn't so, ask her out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was like sixteen, and she was like a full grown woman. Oh, okay. That, yeah, that so, would have been awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, so legally so so legally but <laughs> legally nothing could have ever happened yeah you as, as, <laughs> yeah yeah so there was nothing there was nothing going on but yeah tori tori was working out at main event tori and stacy keebler were working out at main event fitness um, oh, wow. at, that, at that time yeah yeah it's like when it's like that one picture i had with me and lita when i was like 13 i tried to make a move on lita and that didn't work <laughs> no no yeah she she was not going to jail over that yeah, I still got the picture too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it was a uh, so yeah, that was that was a huge thing. But you know the the um the the thing that made that it would have been even better. But um, the way that those contracts worked was that the WCW wrestlers were still getting their, their Turner Sports was obligated to pay them all off like their contracts, whatever their contracts were, they were guaranteed guaranteed wrestling contracts by WCW. So uh, a lot of those guys just didn't come. They just sat out. The only way for them to go to WWE was to have Vince buy out their contracts for pennies on the dollar. That's right. And then come, and then you can come over. But Goldberg, uh, Nash, Hogan, Hall, who had these massive million-dollar contracts, sat at home and got checks for years. Rey Mysterio got checks for years. All these guys who didn't want to come over were able to, uh, to get the rest of their money. Uh, and then WCW, I mean, Vince just used the people that he could use. And he, he had some guys. He had Booker T. Um, I remember a couple – like Mike Awesome was another dude that he had. Uh, but it, but it, wasn't the, it wasn't the top-tier stars from WCW. Yeah. They, they came in later. Well, you had Booker T and stuff, but Goldberg and Sting came very later on. Yeah, we had Sting. Yeah, Sting. Sting took – it almost took like 15 years for Sting to get there. Yeah, because Sting didn't want to go at first. They say, like, oh, you're not treating WWE guys the right way, which WCW guys. So, well, kind of true that was, but yeah, eventually no. he was like, all right, I'll come now. Vince holds grudges against everyone. He does. He does. He might not admit it, but WCW almost drove them completely out of business at one point. Oh. <laughs> so, Oh yeah, when they were wrestling, they were wrestling in high schools, um, in like in front of like in front of like thirty people at one point. Yeah, the, like WCW was like on a rise that time too, and Vince didn't know what to do. But he, he the best thing was the competition made Vince made better storylines. Yeah, and having Stone Cold and uh, Sean and Hunter and then The Rock also. I mean that was that was genius. Without those, without without Stone Cold, they would have lost. Oh yeah, Stone Cold was like a, like you know the the anti-hero where he, you get to beat up your boss and drink beer while you do it. And that was the other the other big thing that was changing um, from I was going to say the biggest thing from eighties to nineties 
80s, you had these superhero, larger-than-life type characters. Mm-hmm. And in the, in the 90s, they were much more reality-based. Yep. Like, in the 90s, they were like, they were like, oh, okay, this is like the, the, the guy who's going to work, and he's arguing with his boss, but we can't punch him, but we could live through him. Yeah, and they had a they had a pretty good, pretty good rivalry um, up until the you know I can't remember which WrestleMania. Well, it was oh yeah I do. It's WrestleMania two thousand. WrestleMania two thousand. Yes, great video game. So you had that was when each one of the McMahon's had a wrestler, and it was a fatal four way match. Oh yeah, I can't remember who was all in that. Okay, match. all right. So Shane had Big Show. Stephanie, of course, had Hunter. Of course. Uh, Shane had Rock. I thought Vince had Rock. No, no. uh, Oh, yeah, okay, Vince had Rock. Yeah, Vince had Rock. Yeah, you're right, Vince had Rock. And then then Shane had Stone Cold. All right, because Stone Cold was part of WCW. Yes, yes, so Stone Cold was part of WCW. So, but in the end, uh, Vince ends up uh, turning on Rock and then joining Stone Cold. Ah, the classic betrayal that the McMahons always do. Yeah, yeah. So, in, you know, the thing is, the outside of Shane, they've kind of been, uh, they've kind of been quiet, especially, especially Stephanie and Vince, um, mm-hmm. and Linda, of course, because she's she works for the, she had been working for the government uh, for the past four years, so she wasn't there. Um, but it, it it was it was kind of like a. Uh, that was kind of like the changing of the guard. That was the end of the, the Vince McMahon and uh, and Stone Cold rivalry, and they kind of just put let beyonds and and kind of just Stone Cold as a heel didn't really work. It didn't work. It did. It did work. But I mean, it I guess they did. But everybody wanted to cheer him. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's hard to make somebody. Well, that that's the thing. Is it easier to make somebody? Is it easier to make people boo you, or is it easier to make people cheer you? That is true. Well, it, it depends on who you are. Sometimes, like the crowd will see you, be like, "Oh, we're gonna boo this guy," because they they see. Sometimes, like I go out to like a different part of town, they see like, "Oh, he looks Middle Eastern, boo him." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a different part of town. Yeah, yeah. No, that is true. That is true. It just, I only booed yeah. Austin because he married my crush, Deborah. Ah, <laughs> uh, he did marry Deborah. I was like, now I'm booing Austin. How dare you marry my woman? <laughs> but it's just so, it, it was just so, um, it is hard to get. I think it's like some, sometimes, like for me, I see people go out there and get booed for, for whatever, for whatever reason. Sometimes it's, um, sometimes they, they, they intentionally do it. They say something or just their attitude or what they do or how they interact with people. Like Charlotte, Charlotte can get booed anywhere. She just does. Oh yeah, she is annoying. That's all yeah. she is. Yeah, she is able to get that that instant instant um, anger heat on her at the drop of a hat. She knows how to do it because it's it's part of it's her name that that's part of it. But then, like like for somebody like uh, Becky Lynch, like for Becky Lynch to get somebody to boo her, that takes some skill, or that'll take some skill, some doing. It took Bailey forever to figure that out. Yeah, it did. It did. That was a that was a hard change. But I like her. I like her better as a heel. She's a better heel. That's right. She finally got comfortable because I remember she said she wasn't comfortable, but then eventually she got comfortable being a heel. Sasha's one of those people who can go back and forth pretty easily. 
Oh yeah, she's pretty comfortable with anything. I think that's why they stuck her with Bailey for so long, because like you need someone to help you be a heel, and Sasha knows how to do it. Yeah, but the, we were talking on a previous podcast about the amount of heel champions that there are right now. Yeah, there's uh, I was trying to think Roman, uh Apollo, uh Rhea Tweener, huh? Yeah, Bobby. Yeah, Bobby. Bobby's getting that little cheers now here and there. Yeah. Uh, between uh because they don't know what to do with her. <laughs> uh, who else is a champion out there that's the heel? Sheamus. Uh, Sheamus is one. And that's pretty AJ, much it, right? AJ, huh? AJ and Omos. Uh, they turned them baby faces Monday. <laughs> Are they going to be baby faces? No, they turned them baby faces on Monday. Had they, AJ worked a baby face match, and there's a baby face ending where they hear the bad stuff. I was like, that's it. They took, they're pretty much turning them into baby faces now. Wow. Wow. See, that's interesting. Because again. they are such like like natural heels. And having having a big giant, you, you just kind of want to boo the giant all the time because he's he's picking on the other people. I feel like they might change their mind again. Like, okay, you guys are heels again. And he's confused the crowd even more. <laughs> like they did with Rhea Ripley. <laughs> The the writing on Raw has been bad. Very very yeah, very incoherent. It's been up and down, back and forth, not really knowing what you want. Um and we've talked about that how the uh how the top the the top storyline, uh the Bobby Lashley and uh Drew McIntyre, that's fine. They know exactly what to do with that. They're built they build it up, they throw people in there, they were able to recycle the characters and they got another match out of it. Yeah, that's right. And it, you can keep doing it somewhat, but you got to tweak it a little bit every time. But the but rest of it... Yeah, the, the rest, rest of it's terrible. Yeah, the rest of it's just a mess. Yeah, I feel like something random is going to happen, like Garza's putting roses up people's butts and <laughs> a, a alien spacecraft landing on top of the ring. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah. from top From top to bottom, you don't have a... You don't really have a clear chain of a uh, chain of command of what what goes on from week to week. Exactly. Sounds like I get so lost, I have to take a break and watch The Office, and then come back to it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I have no idea what's happening now. <laughs> Whereas SmackDown, you know, the Roman stuff has been great. Oh yeah, that's the best storyline they got. Yeah, and um, Apollo Championship has been good. Um, Tag title chase is good. Tag, yeah, tag title has been good. So it's been a, it's been a solid show. It's been a solid show. All right, so let's talk about uh, the wrestling. We're going to talk about two businesses: the wrestling business first, and then the fitness business. Ah, okay. Which one do you want to do first? All right, let's go. Let's go. Uh, we talked a lot of wrestling. Let's go fitness. Oh my goodness! What what should we cover first on this crazy subject? All right, so a lot of a lot of uh, I, I I was just on IG. And I was just mm-hmm. skimming through some uh, skimming through some posts. Mm-hmm. Um, the big thing on IG or has been are these online written workouts. Oh my god! I, yeah, don't listen to V Shred. Yes, yeah, not listen to V Shred. <laughs> and I was I was talking to, to uh, Nikki Nikki Fitness. You know Nikki Montanessa. She's a trainer. Yeah, yeah she. Uh, I don't know where she works now, but she's been training for a long time. And she always has she she has kind of always preached realistic 
things like how to do this or how to get to a certain point. And mm-hmm. she pointed, she was able to, she was pointing out that um, in the fitness industry, a lot of times the, the plans are not written for specific individuals. They're just kind of uh, cookie cutter plans. That's and right. They, and they just, mm. and they just throw them out there and they have you doing, try, trying to work out two times a day sometimes which for most people isn't sustainable at all. No, unless you're on PEDs. <laughs> unless you're on PEDs and you can recover fairly quickly. And, and the thing that would, would keep you going, like if you're on PEDs, is your results would almost be instantaneous. Oh, yeah. I know a guy at the gym, like he's the, like, you know, the, one of the strongest lifters there, but he doesn't work out as hard. He may do a set, take a break for five minutes, do a set. He lifts heavy, but I was like, all right, whatever. <laughs> yeah yeah it's a different type of uh, it's a different type of training and you know i i i always say i've been around fitness for for a very long time we're talking about going back to main event 1996 is yeah. when i when i is when i first started first started training um hey, I was and, elementary school and <laughs> but in and we're gonna get back to wrestling for one second it's just seeing lex lex luger and lex was the biggest human being that i'd ever seen at the time that's right, the Lex Express, uh, Lex Express, who could do three fifteen behind the neck press. Yeah, and I had never ever seen anybody. I knew nothing to PDs. I barely knew anything about working out. I knew nothing about how it worked. So I just assumed that he was just the dude. Just worked out hard, and uh, that, that was my whole thing. Little did I know that I mean that he was like taking everything you could possibly get your hands mm-hmm. on at the time. He was the poster boy. <laughs> yeah. But but you just don't you just don't know that and it, and it goes to today when I see when I see these ripped kids on uh, on IG and oh uh, and and just seeing just seeing how their proportions and just how fast because I've been around it you can't gain muscle that fast it just doesn't it just doesn't work like that they're they're you're at 18, 19, 20, 22, 23, you're not going to be like super super jacked because you just haven't. You, your muscle maturity hasn't gotten to that point yet, and you haven't been training enough to get to that point. Like even even professional athletes who are at that level do not look like professional bodybuilders at all. Hell, I was a dumb kid who tried it once, and I was like, "Oh, I feel amazing! I'm a superhero!" <laughs> like that stuff makes you feel invincible sometimes. So there is a lot of uh, false false advertising. And IG and YouTube, and now now TikTok, uh, throw that throw that in there too. So you don't exactly know. So also a lot of people who are writing the plans or selling the plans, they're like, oh, if I if I work out, do this plan, this person, I'm going to look like this person. Yeah, and they don't know they're taking stuff. I watch it on IG to these few people I know. Like, like I think a few people they they're kind of cocky, but it's like, oh, I'm putting in the work. Blah 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 blah. I won this competition. I was like, you guys are taking a lot of stuff. Stop telling people this is all you. Yeah, yeah, I know. And that is, that is one of the things. But to most people who don't, I mean, who don't have the time and who, who don't, um, who haven't been around it as much, you can't tell. I mean, you just can't, you just can't tell. You just assume that that's what you do. You go in there and see them. And most of them don't work that hard. There are oh. probably a few that work hard, but most of them don't do that, do that much. Um, so what happens? 
you 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 see what you can you see what's happening there, but you don't see what happens when they go home and what they do to to get that. Big believer in this. Now, mm. this is this is just my my opinion. If you're going to do that to make hundreds of millions of dollars, knock yourself out. Yeah. It, it, it is a calculated risk. You're probably going to lose a couple of years off your life, but you are you are doing it to provide a better life for you. A, a life that that only people can dream of hundred mil, hundred millions of dollars, tens of millions of dollars, whatever you're, you're, you're going to be fine. But if you are just doing it to, to be in the gym and to do that, that is the dumbest thing that I have ever heard. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I don't understand just from my standpoint of why you would, why you would do that to yourself, why you would take the risks to do that. If you're not, doing it for some huge financial windfall. Yeah, she's not playing on like a major sport. Like, I'm going to be a professional baseball player. Okay, great. But it's like, I want to go in here and look look at the gym and get people to look at me and see how amazing I am. Yeah. No, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're wasting, you're, you're throwing your money away. It's like, I'm going to get girls to notice me. You know, the best thing that's going to happen is a bunch of guys that will come over to you and try to rub your arm. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's all that's going to happen. You're, you're going to feel... You're gonna feel bad that you that you've wasted all that time and all that energy um, cool. to do that. But I mean, I understand fitness and wanting to be healthy and, and doing all that. But there's no need. But there but there is no transparency in the fitness industry at all. None. Absolutely zero. A lot of those people who are at the top of the fitness industry would not tell you. And definitely, even if you asked them, they would deny whatever they're doing. Oh yeah. Like I watch, I watch all these uh, stupid people on YouTube saying like, "Oh, look all the stuff I, I do. You can get like me." It's so stupid. I even see this uh, this guy who runs a, another channel. He's a he's a he does a fitness channel too on YouTube. It's Simon Miller. He actually borrowed a V spread workout uh, program on his phone to show everybody how fake it is. <laughs> yeah, V V shred is probably one of the worst offenders. But oh, yeah. I, I mean. Here's here's the thing with that. Uh, I've watched a couple of his uh, YouTube's or YouTube exposés on him. He's kind of like he he's a puppet. I mean, there are people behind mm-hmm. him who are pro- who are propping him up to pay. I mean, that are they're paying him to say that, and he's just kind of like the spokesperson, in the face. But they knew the they they knew get somebody out there who looks good, who has a good, who has a pretty good body, and who could at least talk a little bit. Get them out there, say some stuff pump our products down there and people will buy into it because here, 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 you know, this is the crazy thing. This is the craziest thing about our society now that I've learned the better looking that a person is, regardless of what they're saying, the more it is easier to believe that person. Oh yeah. Cause look at Visha. He's a model. They hire from a modeling agency. Exactly. But, and like anybody will be male, see what they don't care. Long as you look good, people are gonna draw attention. Oh, let's listen to this. But maybe he's telling the truth. Which it's the least. Like- it's the least common denominator to the whole thing, and and they're they're laughing all the way to the bank at all these people who are just buying this garbage from from V Shred. Yeah, exactly. There's a bunch of people out there like heck. I see people out there nowadays trying to build their social media preference and like. Here's a before and after picture of me. Look at the hard work I put in. And I'm and then I think because I know some of these people, it's like I seen like, okay, you you're on PEDs and I know I see you 
cow before, but he never looked like that before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's really the hard part um, too about this is that they're 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 charlatans, they're frauds, but is it is it worth is it worth it to go after them and call them a charlatan or fraud? No, is it? It's not. It's not going to do anything. Unless, unless they were, unless it was like directly affecting the best your business. If you had a gym, you know, and they were in there selling your selling their stuff at your gym, giving false information, then it would be a problem. But yeah. to the but to the people who follow who follow these people, I, I just don't know what to say sometimes because I'm just like, what do, what do you get out of this? Yeah, exactly. It's just I don't know, just so weird. I was like, uh, like uh, this guy on YouTube has uh, he he cracks down these kind of fake people it's like what if fitness commercials i were actually honest he has a video about that <laughs> nobody will buy your stuff then if they were honest <laughs> yeah. i do i do all the time i was like i could never work for a supplement company i couldn't do no. it i couldn't be a, i couldn't be a spokesman for a supplement company i could not do it unless it was a supplement company that was actually backed by research and science yeah, because it's hard for me to put over a, a supplement that I know that's not going to help nobody. I have to pretend to say good things about it. Say, I hey, take this and look how amazing I look. And it, it would come back to me. It, it, it would look bad. <laughs> they look bad on, on top of that. Um, oh, yeah. But it, if I'm not out there promoting, if I'm out there promoting stuff. But, you know, um, I drink, I drink, as we both drink Zoas, we, we both drink Rain Energies. Um, uh, the amino fuels I drink that, yeah. and the active ingredient is caffeine, which is a proven, <laughs> which is a proven thing that helps your strength and endurance. Exactly. So that 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 that's okay. That's but right. When you, but when you get into fat burners and uh, the test boosters and um, things of that nature. I can't speak for any of that because I mean, for the most part, I don't know. Most of it's not backed by backed by right. science i have things that uh different supplements that i take but it's it's the combination i think that that makes them work for me not just the not just the individual one so mm -hmm. i i would have i would even have problems back in the ones that i take because i was like look yeah i mean it, it's it's probably a little bit you but i am in there for three hours <laughs> at a time so there's yeah. a lot of it that there's a lot of it that is me also that is right. I, I was uh, last two days. I went four hours, and I'm guessing like that's not supplement I've been taking. It's got to be a little bit of me in there. Yeah. So that is uh, that is a very large part of it. But but yeah, supplement companies are the worst. They are. Oh yeah. They are the worst. Um, and I was gonna say they don't really do fitness. Well, they do still do fitness magazines. Um, a lot. They still do. Yep. But those advertisements were the worst. Also. Oh yeah. When you're a high school kid, you buy all the magazines and be like, I got to look like this guy. Yeah, you just see a guy sitting there with like four girls draped on his arm as he drinks like a protein shake. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> look at the books I got on my shoes. So I still got them when I was in high school and middle school. I still got them. One of them is still reputable, like the Arnold Source Encyclopedia. I still got that. Triple H making the game book and workout. I got that. But Teach does Unleash uh, Muscle Flex Magazine workout. I, I bought the magazine outside in, high, in freshman high school. I'd be like, I look like Batista. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Batista's even come out and said that he's done uh, performance enhancers over the years. Yeah, all of them did. It's like, a, you know, they, some still high, but Batista's admitting it. 
Everybody knew yeah. he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a monster. He's a monster. I but he, Nile. Yeah, there are a lot of people that also that also deny. Like even Cena, Cena, <laughs> like on Howard Stern, he lied to Howard Stern's face, 2006. Said, oh, I've never done anything. <laughs> Oh yeah, I know. I know a guy who got popped before in a competition, and he still denies to this day. I was on natural when I did it. They they just mistakenly accused me. No, nope, they're a recordable source here, guys. Yeah, yeah. But there is always uh, the, the thing that's changed now. I mean, you used to have to win. You used to have to win bodybuilding shows, you know, to get any type of uh, any type of yeah. yeah, any type of sponsorship or any type of traction in this in that business. But now you don't. No, you, you got you got social media and YouTube. You got you got somebody like uh, like Bradley Martin who, um, <laughs> who who's who's out there, and Brad is Brad is highly successful. At what he does, he um, he's open to gym. He has podcasts. He does a lot of different things, yeah. but didn't and was in bodybuilding for a little while. And it's just he just he was very persistent at um, at what he was in marketing and kind of building his brand, kind of like the the the, the big bulky gym bro dude. You know <laughs> that that's kind of what he, he is. The bro science with his friend. Yeah, then the bro the bro science guy is hilarious. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's Dom, he killed it on YouTube. Dom Mazzetti, yeah, he is. He is one of the like he he would have been a great stand up comedian had he oh, not man. gone the had he not gone the YouTube route. I think fitness fitness is an easy thing to harpoon because because of because of the characters that like every gym has a set of characters in it. No matter yeah. where you go, no matter where where you go, there is always this just like people and they have this this kind of persona and it, it, it's, it's also i always joke that it's so it's probably so weird for people who have never worked out before or, or just getting into fitness for the first time to walk into a gym and see these people and be like wow these people really exist in society oh yeah can you imagine i just always imagine like dom working out with that guy okay okay would you actually work out with that guy do you know I, I have some friends out in California who who go to zoo culture. They said he's actually a pretty good fitness. Like he acts like a normal dude. Like that. Oh, like yeah. Dom Dom is Eddie. He said that is that is completely an act. He's like they were like yeah. He's like he's like my friends are telling me he's like yeah. He's like super smart. Oh like, yeah. I saw look- another channel too where he's a normal guy, but then he has his character. Yeah, you could like you. They were like yeah. You, you could hand him a Rubik's cube and he could solve it. That's how smart that guy is. I just want to put me and him on his YouTube show, me in full character and him in full character. I want to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be good. Interesting thing ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, but it's an. Act. I mean, that's the thing with him. It, it is it is a complete act. Like he's like a he's like a normal normal person who walks around and does like normal stuff. And then when he gets the camera in front of him, it's like wrestling. He can turn it on and off. Exactly. He'd be perfect. I want to do a YouTube show with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I, Brad is also um, he he also I think has that that also kind of persona too. Yeah, he's more far, skilled and laid back. Yeah, but as far as business goes, he, he's made some he's made some really good uh, good business choices um, as far as who he's partnered with and a lot of the, a lot yeah. of the money that he that he's done with um, that he has gotten with uh, 
like for zoo culture comes from YouTube and sponsorships and yeah. things like things like that. Bang Energy sponsor Bang Energy is uh, is is pushing the fitness industry forward with their amounts of sponsorships of things that they do. Wow. And so from Bradley and Dom are like the opposite of the Bang Clang crew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, they like the, like the clones. Yeah, they. But but I don't know. I couldn't do like I couldn't do Dom's comedy because it's, it's like very very R rated. So I couldn't. Oh, I couldn't. Yeah, you could do it. You could do it. I couldn't do it. You um, more like that, serious and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah. but that's that's what sells, and I think that's what uh, that has grabbed the attention of. Uh, of people and he doesn't even put out he he puts out videos whenever he wants to it's not like he has like a routine schedule of doing videos now he just kind of just goes out and you know you'll 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 see a video but what he what they both are good at same thing with wwe they are great merchandisers oh yeah work on your special skills yeah they were able to go through and build brands where Dom, I, I, I went to go. I was actually going to get some of Dom stuff that uh, that that Lakers that uh, he had two. He had Lakers and Bulls, uh, like workout okay. stuff. I, I was going to get. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, because he wore it in one of his uh, 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 Bros versus where he played basketball against Bradley. Yeah, you know what? Sold out. Wow. Everything. Everything. <laughs> You know, you know, you know, you know, you know where they're gonna have more. What? Like, se- like September. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, that is how far backlogged um, Don Mazzetti merchandise for those two for those two products is sold out. Couldn't even, couldn't even. You can't even place an order for it. Wow. Can you imagine? I wonder if he's doing that himself or he has someone to help him with that. Uh, he, oh, to come up with it? No, he drop ships it. No, he has somebody make it. Like, he has a production, somebody who will produce it. But then it's just drop shipped. Like, the, you, you, they don't, they don't, uh, when you order it, it ships from somewhere else. But he gets a cut off of every single one that's sold. Oh, okay. I'm going to say, like, then, if he's, like, getting that made and has a hand ship it. I was like, God, I was going to take Oh, over. no, 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 no. He has a, yeah, he has a drop shipper. Yeah, all those big companies like like dropshippers. Like speaking of which, Logan Paul, who does not do, he, oh, you know, shock, he doesn't do any fitness. Lo, Logan Paul, outside of this training for uh, training for boxing, that's what no, his. He's, uh, just, he's just a kid who likes to party it up. But he sold three million dollars in merchandise in over three days. Oh my God, people would like to waste money. <laughs> three million bucks. Three million dollars in in Logan Paul in three days. Um, but that's but it's just the marketing of it, you know. Once you have the name, it's very easy to uh, to sell merchandise. But that's but that goes to the uh, to the young bucks. See, the young bucks are the same way. I don't know if they're doing those type of numbers, but the young bucks are probably doing pretty good. Yeah, young bucks are somebody's. Logan Paul is just a douchey kid. Well, <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you this: to Logan Paul, the young bucks are nobodies. Ugh, young bucks is actually athletes. Mm-hmm. I, I know, but I mean, he could he could buy the young bucks easily. Yeah, he has money. Waste people waste <laughs> their money on Logan Paul. <laughs> waste the money. It must just throw it in the garbage. The 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 young bucks would probably have to main event four WrestleManias in a row to get where Logan Paul is right now. Yeah, my dream is Mayweather to knock him out in the first thirty seconds. <laughs> well, then after that, they'd have to probably headline another three WrestleManias to catch where Logan Paul is. I don't want Logan Paul to go away. 
He's not. He, I mean, but he's not going anywhere because he he already has the um, he already has the base, like the fan base, and it's just going to get bigger. Even even if he loses this match, which he will against Floyd Mayweather, he's going to get another fight. He's going to he's either going to try to rematch him or try to fight uh, try to fight another UFC guy. Uh, he needs to fight Mike Tyson. That would definitely take him out the picture. Yeah. <laughs> He puts he puts Mike puts enough money up there, he'll fight him. Put put bare knuckle fight with Mike Tyson. <laughs> That's all we need. Then Logan Paul will be gone. <laughs> uh, but it but it but it just goes to show you how big how big Logan Paul had gotten when WWE reached out to him. Logan Paul didn't reach out to WWE. WWE went to him and said, Hey, we're doing this pay-per-view. We want you to come here to help us out to boost our to boost our buys. It is so funny when they brought him out. I was like, "Who is Logan Paul? YouTube guy? I never heard of this guy." I was like, "Is he a gamer?" I thought he was a gamer. I was like, oh, gamer! Was a tw- uh, I, I would, de- I would definitely think that he, he, he would have a Twitch channel. I, I would one hundred percent believe that he, he definitely has it. I had no idea he was until he came to WWE. Yeah, yeah, but that was, uh, that was part of their, part of the, the, the sports marketing of. Uh, events because you know it's a spectacle and you want to get as many many eyes on it as you can all right so now we are done with the fitness portion let's talk about some uh some wrestling all right what do we want and, to talk about this? and the wrestling wrestling business now um my familiarity with the wrestling business i have been in a ring a handful of times first thing i learned is that everything hurts ropes the the turnbuckles the mat all hurts. Oh yeah, that's why my back hurts constantly because all that bumping. <laughs> I I did not realize that um that it, that was the first thing I realized is like so all this stuff hurts huh and it does nothing in there nothing in there soft now are WWE is are WWE ring softer by any by any stretch or are they all the same? They're all the same, but I feel like WWE rings are more like more better like they they take care of their rings better than others. Because I bumped okay. to the NXT ring before, so those rings are like, you know, you feel it, but, you know, you can feel like they're taken care of better. Okay. Well, that's that's good to hear, at least. All right. <laughs> so we got yeah. that that part. So they're, they're not they're not hitting themselves on the ring that I was – that I that I did my stuff on was probably not well taken care of because it, it, hurt. it, it hurt. Was that PCW? <laughs> uh, it was at PCW. It was, a, it was a battle royal that we did back in um, 2000. Probably 2009 or so. Yeah, you guys were wrestling way before I started. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I would always get dragged. I, I would always get dragged to the stuff. Um, Good because job. I, yeah, I would always get dragged to the stuff back then. So, so yeah, that that was uh, that was also. Um, I think that was the second time. The first time I, I just went there and watched it, um, but I didn't get didn't get involved. All right. So, how do most people get into pro wrestling? They were fans when they were kids and watched it throughout their lives, and said like, "I want to be a wrestler," or they just miraculously fell upon it. Be like, "Hey, I played basketball. Or I played golf. I got picked up to be a wrestler. I'm going to try this." Yeah. Um, I have heard. Um, there is a little bit of animosity between those people who uh, the indie people who get to NXT versus the people they just bring in with no experience whatsoever. Oh yeah, it is, but it's animosity because you know people who worked on the indies 
are, I say, the hardest workers in the room, and to, to compare to the people who just got plucked off, it's like, hey, this guy played checkers, let's bring him in. It's, it's, it's way, it's like, it's, they, they, those guys, like, they shouldn't even be there. They got to work the Indies, work their way up like like the others did, and then, you know, do do it the right way instead of being, like, you know, plucked off the, you know, tree. Like, oh, this guy could be a wrestler. Hey, you want a job? We'll train you, train you down here and pay you. Huh. I was gonna say, I was gonna say it doesn't that doesn't happen like you just described. That didn't happen in any other sport. Every yep. other sport, you have to go through the go through the the channels. You got to yep. go high school, college, pro. Um, only in basketball, well, actually in basketball, you could you used to be able to go from high school to pro. But in every sport now, you have to go high school, college, pro. There is no jumping stages at all. Yep, and then you're gonna risk it all and do a pro day if you didn't go to college. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that those, those stories I was gonna say the thing about never playing football or, or, or I was gonna say wrestling they can kind of teach you how to how yeah. to do things. Nobody can teach you to survive a hit by a 300 pound lineman. No, it's way different. I played a little but, bit in high school, but I'm not NFL. Yeah, no, but but the difference. The difference between high school and NFL is like between a go-kart and a Ferrari. Oh, yeah. You got seasoned athletes that have already been bred for this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there, there is no – there is no you, – you literally have to be able to work your way up to be able to withstand that, that amount of – that level of contact. Um, to go from never having it to having it um, would be nothing short of traumatic. Yeah, it's like wrestling when you're taking bumps and everything hurts kind of thing. Like you said, your body is like a callus. Your body got to turn into like one giant callus. That kind of yeah, and the only the only guy that I knew or that that I've that I've talked talked to who um who had that situation was Big E. He's the only dude who, uh, even though the I was gonna say the WWE roster is probably half and half. Actually, I was going to say, what do you what do you think? Is it more people who are indie people who have come up, or is it just more people who they just plucked out of somewhere and just gave them a and found a spot for them? I I feel like it's half and half, but I feel like they're giving more opportunities to people they plucked out of the, out of nowhere. Yeah, especially especially lately. Um, oh. I, I've I've noticed that 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 way more lately that they have gone to more of a um, less less um, indie. Uh, talent to more. Hey, you know, we saw you on Instagram. Let's bring you in. Let's see what you got. Type deals. Yeah, and you think those people gonna sell tickets? Was they get into the ring? They don't know what they're doing. Because I could say, like, I could come up to the people, like, I will bet money on this match where this guys you plucked out of nowhere are gonna have a match, and they think they're gonna do good. Then you got Adam Cole on the main event, and they're gonna have the best match because they're already seasoned veterans, but not veterans, but it's seasoned enough. But that's why I think they keep those guys like uh, like Dolph and and uh, and and Gulak and those guys who uh, who when they get into the ring with them, they mm-hmm. have to they have to work with guys like that. They have to. You can't have two people who are former NFL players get in there and try to do a match. You just you just can't no. just can't have that. You have to have somebody who um, who has that high level of experience. Um, calling a mass, being able to orchestrate a mass to be in there, like uh, like Johnny Nitro or John Morrison or or Dolph Ziggler or yeah. one of the one of the, one of the teachers at the performance center. Yeah, but the only thing that's hard part, like they're not going to have respect from the other locker room because they're like, 
okay, who we supposed to respect you because you came out of, of of the chess match and you're here now? No, we have worked our way up from the training schools through the indies to other companies, and we're here. They're not gonna yeah. From the other wrestlers like that. I think I think that's why like people like KO are so so well respected and people like Seth Rollins are, are so respected and um got and Dana Bryant was very respected because mm-hmm. that's what they that's what they did. They were they were uh people who came up through all these different organizations who and AJ Styles is another guy. Yep, AJ was the best in the world before he came to WWE, like Kenny Omega is now. Yeah, yeah. So that is a that is a very, very difficult thing. Because um, you can look then, at Dominic Mysterio, too, because he came out of nowhere, but he had to get his initiation. First getting beat out by Brock Lesnar, they have his Seth and Body beat him down with those Kendall snakes, bust them open. He learned he got in the hard way. Mm. Beat the that he, that he did. Earn it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think that is, uh, that is the one thing. Now, um, as far as like them building out for the, because like like I said, there you you are right. They are they they are trying to they have been lately more trending towards uh, people they find like uh, like for instance Bianca Belair, no wrestling experience at all, just a track. Just, she was just a track star at Tennessee. Yeah, she was natural born athlete, and she there's very few that that has that. that but she's been training like for years and years and years at the performance center to eventually you know get everything down. Yeah, yeah. So she's so she's one of the one of the rare rare people who kind of well. And then you have another example, Rhea Ripley, who did come through the Indies in New yep. Zealand. That's it. Who get like respect? Like people who came through the Indies and stuff, I respect them more than just plucking them out of nowhere because yeah. you know they worked the hardest. They did. They did. And it is a uh, it it is just kind of crazy that that's how the business has gone. Um, over, over these last couple of years with uh, with Vince, I don't even know how. I mean, you go back to the to the tough enough days, you know, oh. where did were there a lot of indie? I'd have to go back and look at it. So were there a lot of indie people who came through tough enough or tried out for tough enough or, or how did how did that work out? Or did you ever recognize anybody up there from tough enough who was in indie? Oh, I wasn't wrestling that time when tough enough was around. But uh, what about the I, what I about the one? What about the one with like uh with with Jericho, with uh Shotzi, the one with Shotzi Blackheart? Oh yeah, Shotzi, I recognize her. Velveteen Dream was in the Indies for a little bit. Um, I try to remember. There was a f- couple others that did little Indies, but that was it. It was only a, ha- a certain number of people that were Indies that was there. Okay, all right. So that kind of that that definitely does open open it up. Uh. But that's yeah. a lot of people tune out of wrestling nowadays because they'd be like, "Why are we? This is this, a lot of people don't want to watch because they'd be like, okay, this is going on. Why are we watching it?'" <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I believe that. I believe that because you have, I mean, there there are people who. Uh, I was gonna say, uh, I don't know if you saw fighting with my family with Paige. Oh yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, like her brother, for instance. He he, I mean, his whole dream was to be a professional wrestler. That was it. I mean that yeah. that was that was kind of like his thing. And it's not like he wasn't – it's not like he couldn't do it. He was just as good as Paige was, if not better. He had been doing it longer. But it just was – it just – his – what – he just wasn't what they were looking for at that time. Exactly. It's a, it's a, sometimes it's a certain look like you, you have the look, but it's something they don't want right now, and they may get, come back to you later. Yeah, yeah. 
And that that also is one of the one of the hard things. But the, on the other side of that, there are more places to wrestle now than there ever have been. Oh yeah, that's you know AEW, New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact. There's other places you could go to build your name. Yeah. So that that is the uh, that is the one thing that is cool. Where it used to be just WWE or not or WCW or WWE or nothing. Yep. Or ECW. You want to risk those hardcore matches? Or ECW. So at least you have uh, you have a lot more people now who are getting opportunities uh, that wouldn't get opportunities otherwise. That's right. Like now you got opportunities everywhere now where you don't have to just rely on WWE. Yeah, which is which is good. Um, WWE needs competition, and also, if you do not like WWE or the way that they do things, you can go to another company. And if you go to AEW, you can get comparable pay, and and only work one day a week and not have to travel as much. Exactly, they, they got the best schedule. One and just and once every other month a pay per view. That's yeah. it. That's it. That's it. Two hour show. And that's the best schedule. Well, the wrestlers got to stay there for like at least 12 hours sometimes because like they, they kind of do it like a movie. <laughs> All right. So there are a couple wrestlers that I'm just throwing their names out there. You tell me what you think um, that, that I don't know about. So somebody like Orange Cassidy, what, what, uh, what, what's his deal? Uh, I, I haven't heard of him until he went to AEW. He just like, I don't know, his gimmick works with people like that, just like that nonchalant guy. Like, oh, I don't care. I'm here. I'm doing something. I wasn't a big fan of the gimmick, but the guy could wrestle in the ring. <laughs> uh, then we got Johnny Moxley. John Dean, Mar- Ambrose. Oh, that, Dean Ambrose. Man, he had everything. He had he could wrestle, charisma. He's not afraid of, for, afraid of pain. He he's all around like one of the, like the, a perfect wrestler of this day and age. He's like one of the per- best ones out there. Uh, let's see, Darby Allen. Darby Allen. Uh, he's all right. You know, like. His gimmicks, like I feel like he's trying to copy Sting a little bit, you know, nothing yeah. against. Him. You know, he's, he's he could work in the ring pretty much, but you know, I don't know, like he he's 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 all right. Like I ain't a big fan of his, but you know, he's a good worker in the ring. All right, this one I may need. We're gonna need. Uh, I'm explaining a little bit. All right, so somebody like MJF, right now, <laughs> MGF would not be able to get into WWE just just no. by just by looking at him. And just by by watching him wrestle and what he can do, um, he's good on the mic. He definitely he would probably you know what he would be in the, if he was in WWE. He'd be Robert Stone, the Robert Stone brand. That's what they would put him. Most likely, he would. I actually met the guy, and he lives his gimmick. His gimmick is him up to a yeah. hundred. That's pretty much how he is. Yeah, he's a little so, bit of a jerk, but he's but but it works for him. Yeah. So, but he is. He's only he, how old is he? He's like twenty four, twenty five. I don't know how old he is in his like middle twenties, yeah. I think. So him being a star in AEW right now, or just being like in the forefront, is very surprising to me as oh, how yeah. he got how he got there. His gimmick's pretty much the EC three old gimmick. <laughs> yeah. And EC three did comment on that. He said he's like EC three was like, he is copying what I did years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I was going to say, at this point, though, in, in wrestling, everybody kind of copies something from everyone. Oh, yeah, that's what you have to because, you know, every, everything's been thought of so far. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. Um, let's see. Who else? Who else do we have? Um, let's go with uh, somebody who uh, – Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes. 
Oh, Cody Rolls, the, the uh, what is it? The Dream Family. He he is, he pretty much has it all. He could talk. He could wrestle. He has a legacy. He knows the business better than anybody in there. Probably almost anybody in there in AEW. He's all around like he he's all around the top guy there. How dumb does WWE feel right now for firing him or letting him go? No, yeah, they didn't give him a chance, and then they screwed. Then they now they know they screwed up. They screwed up. They screwed up big time. <laughs> God, that that just has to just go through, and the thing is, he's not he's not like a Drew McIntyre or like mm-hmm. a uh, or like a um, who uh, what's what's the what's the guy who just came back with the faction, Jinder Mahal. Uh, he's yeah. not like one. He's not like one of those guys where he wants to fight his way back to WWE. That was his whole plan. His whole plan was to go on his own where he didn't need them. That was his that was his initial goal. He never wanted to come back. Yeah, he wanted to prove to the world there's other places than WWE. And he was he was able to do that. Um, let's see who we got. Oh, uh, the, the who, who's the dentist? The dentist. Uh, oh, Adam Cole's fiance. Adam Cole's uh, what? Yeah, yeah. What's her name? Um, uh, Britt Brit, Brit, uh, Baker. Brit, Britt Baker. Yes, she's the, she's probably the best fee. Uh, be, the, uh, was a, she's like their Charlotte Flair, basically. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. She is, uh, she's ridiculous. She, she's a great wrestler. Um, I've watched a couple of her matches. She does a great job. She's a good heel. Oh yeah, she got the she's she's their Charlotte Flair. Good looking girl, cool wrestler, stays in shape. You know, and yeah, she she's pretty much their Flair. And everybody is natural heat because everybody hates their dentist for some reason. I actually enjoy my dentist because they let me watch Netflix as they do, you know, fix my teeth and stuff. My dentist actually is kind of relaxing. They, uh, they, <laughs> they are, they are heels. Dentists are always heels. They're they're heel dentists. Dentist, uh, since Kane was Isaac Isaac Yankum, he would have to be heel dentist. All right, let's go one more. Uh, how about we go another girl, Big Swole? Big Swole, actually, no, met her. We went met each other down to the NXT thing. I didn't know at the time she was Cedric's wife. <laughs> oh, so, so she she auditioned for NXT. Yeah, because me and her were down there together one time. Okay, <laughs> that's how it was. I, she told me like she, her husband Cedric. I was like, Cedric Alexander, your, your husband? I was like, oh, okay. I didn't know they have a kid together. Everything like, you know, she's, she's a cool person. <laughs> I'm glad. Right. Got... Yeah, that's good. No, she is. I, I like her. I like what she does. She's doing a doing a good job down there. All right, we'll go to WWE people. We'll just throw them out there. Let's say somebody on the up and coming. Let's go. Let's go, Cedric. Cedric Alexander. Yeah. Cedric, I like Cedric. He's a he, he's in uh, still got so much. What is it? He's got so much gas in the tank. Everybody got to use them the right way. Like him and Sheldon, great tag team. But now you split them up. You got to get Cedric something to do because he has so. Much- <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I agree. And uh, let's see. Finally, let's go. Hmm. I'm trying to think of a thing of a good one who who is up and coming. Oh, John Morrison. What do you think of John Morrison? I would say up and coming. He'd been there for years. I know, but most people. Most people. I, I'm going to say. I'm going to say this because he was gone for ten years. He was gone for ten yeah. years. So when he came back. The people who who watched wrestling ten years, the people who watched t- wrestling ten years ago, for the most part, never came back. That <laughs> they, is they, true. Lost, they lost those people. Those people. Those people. Uh, adios, sayonara. See you later. So, 
John Morrison now, even though he's even using the same music and doing the same interests that he was 10 years ago, they have no idea. They just think he's just some random dude who's ripped up and showed up with the Miz. I know, buddy. This is his channel. Like, they got to make this guy champion. He has all the talent in the world. He looks he, he got the look. He has the body. Come on. This guy is championship material. Let's give him at least one title. Let him, let him beat Sheamus. Let's let him beat Sheamus, be the Intercontinental Champion, or the U.S. Champion. Yeah, it'll be U.S. Champion eventually when Drew and Bobby, you know, both of them done fighting and someone else a champion. Like, I don't know, let's say uh, somewhere out of nowhere. I don't know. Who, who, R- riddle. Riddle. Give it a riddle. Yeah, like, so, like, hit Riddle's going for the belt, too, and is it, like, there's a riddle. Or, Bob, or Keith Lee, if he ever comes back. If Vince ever uses him again. Yeah. Like, a fatal four-way. Riddle, Bobby, and Drew, and Morrison takes the win. And there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So I am hoping that, that we kind of open your eyes to the fitness business and also a little bit of the wrestling business. We usually do a recap show. This is our first show of us just talking and just getting everything out there of just different views that we have and just kind of a just an, an all-around view of wrestling and fitness world because they kind of – they kind of go together. You can't have you can't wrestle them without fitness because they work out and they yep. they take supplements and they do all types of stuff. So, exactly. thank you for definitely uh, joining in today. This is podcast number two, and hopefully we'll get one more of a review on SmackDown coming That's up right. uh, this Friday. Um, right. Beretta, uh, anything else? Oh, here you go. Here's a here's a question for you. Name Question's three. So three things to never do before a workout. Oh, okay. That's all right. So one is eat anything with acidic. So no spaghetti, no orange juice, um, and no uh, – let's see. What else? What else is really, really bad on your stomach? Uh, what's, the, what's one? Uh, uh, oh, what's oh one? just – just tomatoes. Tomatoes in general. Just stay away from ketchup, too. Stay away from ketchup. Uh, um, yes. Let's see. Uh, don't, <laughs> don't, get, don't work out without getting enough sleep. That's another one. So If you only slept like two or three hours, don't, there's no need to go in there and, uh, and try, to, try to give it your all because you won't. You, you just don't you – your batteries aren't charged. It's like yep. trying to – Trying to work out with your phone on one percent energy. It's just that's not going to work out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and three, let's say do not um, do not work out having not eaten. I mean, eaten like within like twenty minutes or so, twenty thirty, like eating a meal because uh, all that blood goes to your stomach to digest the food. Yeah, exactly. I like to give myself these hours. Sometimes even two hours to let digest all my food. Yeah, yeah, because uh, you need blood to. Take to reoxygenate the, the muscle tissue. So, you in in eating food, all the blood goes to your stomach to help with that process. So, yeah, do not do that. So there's 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 your three. Don't do any of those. Yep, I agree with the same thing. Too. I was almost I was about to say the same thing. You threw the acidic thing at me first, but I was like, okay, that's something different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do not eat. Yeah, do not eat spaghetti before you go work out. At any at any time because like, I don't even like eating it the day before. If I have spaghetti, I usually eat it on like an off day or like the day before, like when I'm done working out because of the the tomato. The the uh, tomatoes are highly acidic. Oh yeah, 
It's something instead of being now know, ladies and gentlemen. Heartburn. One. I'm about to say like what was the dang? What was the one I was gonna say? Uh, uh, oh yeah, don't go in if you feel sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't go in if you feel sick either. That's also that's also a bad one. Because your muscles are tired and you're just gonna hurt yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And, and name your and here's the last one. Name your favorite sports movie. Oh man. <laughs> Any given Sunday with Jamie Foxx. All right. Anything stuck out of there for you? Uh the song, Willie Beeman. Willie Beeman. Uh-huh. <laughs> Willie Beeman. <laughs> Willie, the Willie Beeman song is great, but there's also some uh some Al Pacino does a great job in it. Uh Cameron Diaz does a great job. And it is a it is a very good movie um about football and uh and it, it yeah, it's just it was just a fun movie. It, it it was the first movie that Under Armour was featured in. Wow, I did not know that. Nineteen ninety eight. It was Under Armour's first featured movie. All the clothes in the uh in the movie, all the yeah. uh, under under stuff was Under Armour. Under Armour wow. didn't make shirts. They didn't make uh, they didn't make shorts back then or shoes, but they had uh they had tank tops and that stuff. And that was the first First time Under Armour had made a made a uh, an impact in the uh, in the movie world was that was that movie. Wow. Well, mine was also a football movie. One of my favorites, The Water Boy. The Water Boy. Ah, uh, The Water Boy. Bobby <laughs> Bush. Bobby Boucher. You paying that foosball, Bobby Boucher? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> that is that is a movie that needed a sequel, but Sandler doesn't do sequels. Hard. Yeah, he doesn't he do sequels. Yeah. It, He's so much different of an actor now. Like back then, like his early movies was the best. Three back-to-back hits: uh, Happy Gilmore, Waterboy, and what was the one with the teacher? Uh, oh, Miss- she played Sonya Blade. <laughs> yeah, I would throw Mr. Deeds in there too. Mr. Deeds was good, also. Oh, yeah. hey, the big show was in Waterboy too. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, there's always there's always a wrestling tie-in. There's always a wrestling tie-in to uh, to these movies. And then there's – do you remember the movie that he did with tons of football players? Ah, The Longest Yard. The Longest Yard, football <laughs> and wrestling in, in one movie. Goldberg, I and, Goldberg, hmm? and Stone, Goldberg and Stone Cold were in that movie. So and Nash the, and a bunch and of other wrestlers. Yeah, and ex-NFL yeah. players. Yeah, yeah, lots of them. Lots of them. I was wondering in the water bar, can you actually powerbomb somebody in the football field? No, you can't pick somebody up off the ground. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll just make sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You cannot wrap your arms and physically pick them up off the ground. You can't do that. That's a that's a, uh, unnecessary roughness penalty. 15. <laughs> okay, so, so I guess you can't powerbomb there. And you're no. Captain Insano. <laughs> no, you cannot. You cannot. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode of uh, the Bang It and Clangin' podcast. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, keep telling people about it. Keep sharing it, liking it, posting it. Um, we really appreciate everybody that um, that has listened. And if you want to get on an episode, we're, we're open to having guests. Uh, just just hit me up. Um, hit me up on any of the, the platforms if you want to listen, if you want to get in and Tell tell us that we have no idea what we're talking about, or that you agree with us. Either way, that's right. We're all open. We're real, real people on social media. <laughs> yeah, yeah, real people who do that's videos right. and don't use a lot of don't use a lot of filters. That's right. We're trying to try to avoid that. 
You, you, that's right. Like you said, you want to get in, banging and clanging. Instagram page. Always check us out on there. Yeah. So yeah, definitely hit us up on one of those. We'll we'll be having guests uh, this summer. So hopefully, hopefully, uh, we'll we'll be starting that very soon. All right, Brett, take it home. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning to tuning into the Banging and Clanging Sports Podcast. Always check us out on Anchor, Spotify, any other podcast providers. And like I said, our IG Banging and Clanging Podcast. Send us a message if you want to join in on the fun. Also check out the YouTube channel, Clanging Bang. Or even voice in the face and see our crazy workout routines. If you guys are still stuck at home, don't want to go out to the gym just yet, even though it's probably safe now, you just want to work out at home, grab yourself a bath hammer. Cross one, let's start spelling on that. www.bamfhammer.com. That is right. That's a great piece of equipment. Crossbones will eventually get his retaped <laughs> and save his hands from the metal. <laughs> Sean, Sean is going to hook me up this weekend, so we're going to go get it re rewrapped. There you go, rewrap band family. Don't forget to get yourself one. They're in 20, 30, 40 pounds. Maybe one day even heavier. I'm just mooching off of crossbones until I get my very own too. <laughs> Meg, Meggie has a five. A five? There's a five now. There you yeah, go. that I that I very much use like Thor. A five that that just throw toasters up in the air. That's the one you can actually play with and pretend your Thor with. That is the one that I yeah. If I if you ever see me on on any social media thing doing Thor, I'm using I'm using Maggie's Maggie's five. That's right. Except when it's an electrical storm, because he probably doesn't want to be out there with a metal handle. I'm I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to ride the lightning. All right. If if he if he if he get if all of a sudden he started growing hair again, you guys gonna know why. There we go. There we go. All right. Well, we will be back very soon, and uh, we will talk to you then. So this is banging and clanging, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Society Banging and Clanging podcast episode. (gasps) Goodbye.